Internet Brand Strategist, Sandra Beck, interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Trish Wilkinson and we are talking today about time management for parents. Now Trish is a regular on our show, so you want to go look through the queue wherever you're watching this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You want to go and check and look for the name Trish Wilkinson, the brain stages. She does a lot of parenting shows with us and her information is excellent. And today we're going to be talking about time management for parents. And you know, I think that's so important, Trish, because, you know, so many books are written about time management for work, time management for offices, time management for executives. Well, how come there's no book out there called time management for parents? Actually, I think there are some books out there for time management for parents. Um, and, and the reason I'm kind of, I want to be really clear that I'm not just like, oh, you would be able to do this and this if you manage your time. The reason I like to talk about time management with parents is because it was a struggle for me. So I had to work hard to figure out how do I do this? How do I work and, you know, create quality time with my kids and make sure they get their needs met, but I still get stuff done. And, you know, I don't want to be stressed out all the time. And just all of these things, and, and we tend to be really hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it took me, a, you know, it was a process for me to learn how to manage my time as a parent and be happy, <laughs> you know, to, to feel contented and like I was accomplishing what I needed to accomplish. And, and I always worried a little bit because most of us do, most parents do, but, you know, now my kids are in their twenties and they're doing amazing. So, um, but you know, I, I, I never knew. And so now that's why I coach other parents and this, what I want to talk about in time management is we often make it more complicated than it needs to be. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, and I think a lot of it too, is these expectations, you know, as a single mom, I had to throw certain things out the window, like having a spotless house, like there just wasn't enough, especially when my kids were small. Now they're in their teens, they can help. We have a nice clean house, but there were days where I felt like such a parenting failure because I would have like three loads of clean laundry loaded on the couch in the living room. The kids would come and grab their underpants, grab their t-shirts for school. You know, the, the idea that I could, could work full time, take care of my dad, be a single mom, take care of two kids and keep up on the laundry. You know, I didn't have anybody to help me. Um, It was okay that the laundry was on the couch for three days and we're pulling that you know, out to run and go come Saturday when everything calmed down or Sunday, we were able to get those things together. But it, for me, somebody who's used to having everything a certain way was very hard, Trish, because somebody would fall, get a knee skinned, and it would take me 20 minutes to ice pack, calm them down, get the, you know, wound clean. (laughs) Right. All the normal parent stuff. (laughs) Yeah. On top of everything else. And I think the, the wrench in the monkey works was the hardest for me, the unexpected time sucks. What well, right. And the thing is, so 
So what I learned to do that was really magical and helpful for me that I want to share with you is what I would do is I would set things in time blocks and I would use a timer. And if something else came up, I would, so for example, say I have, um, when I had a to-do list, I would put everything that I needed to do on my to-do list. Cause it, you know, let's face it. It feels good to cross something off a to-do list. Oh, cool. I got this done. So yep. we cross it off and there's a sense of accomplishment, but what would happen was I'd cross several things off and then I'd be happy about those things, but I would lament about the things I didn't get done. And what I needed to do was create a to-do list, create a specific time to work on that to-do list. And whatever I got done in that specific time, that's what I would focus on and celebrate my wins. Woo-woo, I got this, 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 and this done, and then shut it down. And I had to I had to intentionally do that because otherwise my brain would try to kill me (laughs) and I would try, you know, and I would be focusing on, well, but I should have done this. What I I wanted to do that. that. And right. Exactly. Just like you letting go of the laundry. So if during my to-do list and I was doing things and a kid would skin their knee and take half that time or a good portion of their time or whatever, I just say, I'm celebrating my win. My child feels better and I'm going to do it again tomorrow at this time. Mm-hmm. And all it was really was a mind shift, just a small shift in how I looked at it to, that just made it so much better. The, uh, the other thing that was super helpful is also um, using those little pockets of time that we have to have great conversations with our kids. Cause we've talked about this many times that the studies show that the number one thing we can do to raise successful kids is have two way conversations with them, you know, play games, play games with them, you know, mention what we see on their faces and listen. So we, you know, so that they know how to manage their emotions and we can have conversations. We can share our own personal stories and relate it to what's going on with them to help them develop their, you know, a healthy emotion, emotional system and social skills and all of those things. And a lot of people are just like, but how do I have time? Like even you said, and parenting on top of it. And yet that's our most important job. The thing is, is that job doesn't necessarily put food on the table. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, I'm going to jump in here because when I, you know, especially when my kids were smaller, like, especially like middle school and elementary school, the, com- the idea that I could just stop everything and have like a deep conversation with my kids would literally make me want to cry. Because, you know, dinner needs to get on the table and, you know, laundry needs to get done. And, you know, somebody's screaming because they don't have a poster board for their project that's due tomorrow. You know, in, in, you know, in reality, these things don't happen sequentially. They all happen at once. And I remember yes. one time sitting at my kitchen table and I, I made a list of all the things that had to be done in my house every week. Like, if there wasn't, I didn't have a pool person. So if there wasn't chlorine in the pool, I was going to have a green pool. Like the things that absolutely had to get done, like laundry, like especially underwear, underpants, that kind of stuff has to get done. Like there's certain non-negotiables. And, you know, one of them was for me was cleaning out the refrigerator once a week because little kids go in, they eat, they could get sick. Like, so I made this list of non-negotiables, Chris, then, or Trish, and then I divided it by seven. 
And I put each one of those non-negotiables on and I, I, I printed it out on a piece of paper and I put it over the thing where I turned the temperature. And Monday- The thermostat? Yeah, the thermostat. Monday, I had just the three things that I had to do in the house. Like, cause you know, sometimes I would clean the living room, be so happy I cleaned the living room, but I didn't clean the fridge. I didn't do the pool. And now I have a problem. You know what I mean? Right. You can't, you can't like divide these things up on the fly. So I did my like essential list, divided it by seven, which meant three things every day I had to do that wasn't essential for the household to keep running and everything else could slide. And that helped me a lot to organize my time because I could look and go, okay, Monday, the three priorities were Zach and Max's laundry, you know, because they were little, they couldn't do their own laundry, they could sort it, but they're not going to wash it at, you know, four and six years old. Right, right. You know, so their school clothes, their uniforms, everything had to be washed that Monday, including soccer stuff. Trish, I'm going to just take this minute to thank our sponsor, you know, as we're talking about time management for parents and, you know, saving time and saving money. Um, our sponsor today is Every Plate, and Every Plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients. So it's really the ideal sponsor for today's show. And Every Plate allows us to have busier nights that still have home cooked meals. And with most meals coming together in 30 minutes or less, I'm left with more time to tackle the day or just take a breather. And, you know, I, I encourage you guys to try this. I want you guys to try every plate for $1.99 a meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code coachtalk199. That's coachtalk199. So what I love about every plate, and for those of you that are blended families like mine, like some weeks I have my kids, some weeks I don't. Sometimes I have my dad, he lives with me three quarters of the year, and that flexibility that we can choose the number of servings, we can choose the frequency of the meals, that's really helpful. And it saves me money because I'm not wasting food. I'm not throwing away stuff because the kids aren't here. And meal planning can feel like this endless like to-do list. It, it just It's one of those unsatisfying chores that you do in a household because you purchase everything, you bring it home, you clean it, you chop it, you cook it, everybody eats it, and then you start all over again. And I really like every plate because it allows me to flex with my family's needs. Now, this week we made the sweet chili chicken with scallion rice and zesty carrots and everybody loved it. And the carrots came in these prepackaged bags. The scallions were fresh and crunchy. The little garlic, you know, the lime was included, little bags of jasmine rice, even soy sauce and sweet Thai chili sauce were included along with the chicken breasts that were portioned out. It was a super easy meal to make. It took me about five minutes to prep. The whole thing was ready in 30 minutes. The only thing I needed, and I didn't use that much of it, I had to provide some cooking oil and some butter, which I didn't put in, and salt and pepper. I mean, come on, how easy is that? So, you know, when we're talking about time management for parents and saving time and money, every plate should definitely be on everybody's list. So try every plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code COACHTALK199. So get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and enter that code coach talk 
$199. And you can also look at getting a, a, a wonderful value from them and saving time. And the other thing that I like about this, Trish, and then, you know, we can get back to talking about, um, you know, the time management aspect, but is the waste. You know, a lot of recipes call for a tablespoon of this or a teaspoon of that or a splash of this. And I don't want to go buy a whole bottle of something that's going to either go bad in the refrigerator or sit on my shelf for 10 years. So I really encourage you guys to go and get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and enter that code coachtalk199. You can look at the meals. You can look at what they're going to send you. You can look at the frequency and the type of meals they have. You're really going to love it. It's a super, super product and it's right in alignment. And thank you. Thank you, Everyplate, for sponsoring our show today. And we're talking today with Tris Wilkinson about saving time and money and having time to do the things that are really important, you know, like talking to your kids. What I used to do is I would use those little pockets of time when I was driving them places because they weren't yeah. driving yet. So when they were driving, we would have these great conversations. And if they didn't feel like talking, we would play games that would um, improve short-term memory or whatever, or just, I mean... A lot of the games that I teach parents how to play are more about having fun with your kids. It's just that they have all kinds of great brain ramifications as well. But really, it's having that quality time with your kids. And everybody talks about how important quality time is. And then you feel like, oh, my gosh, but I don't have any time. And the thing is, we do. But we we do like instead of kids playing with on tablets or whatever while you're in the car that's a golden opportunity to have to play really fun games and and brain stages is full of those kind of games the the book um but also there are loads of resources that have lots of games in them to play with kids and to just have conversations with them and have them tell tell you what they think about the world and <laughs> you know that's things that come up and just knowing what's happening with them what's going on with them we also used to have great conversations when we were grocery shopping i had a list we would divide and conquer you know even when they were little they would go look you know i'd give them simple things to find and things that were short enough or were you know their height and whatever right but they would help find things at the store and then we would also have great conversations like while we were grocery shopping and in line at the grocery store or while we were folding laundry you know, just, or while we were making dinner and setting the table and everybody, you understand what I'm saying? I yeah, mean, we you can, try to, you try to pour it in where you can. Um, but I do think, but, but the point is, the, is that, is that we do have time. It's just, we, we need to, and that, and there again, it's just another small shift in how we think about it. It doesn't mean that we're a bad parent. If we don't have time to just carve out this individual time to just well, talk that's to our what I was kids. Saying. It's a mindset. It's like this belief that, you know, it must be this perfect angels singing harps playing. And I have a conversation with my kid. No, it can be <laughs> like, Hey, I got to go pick up the dog poop. Why don't we pick up the dog poop together? And we can talk while we pick up the dog poop. Like a lot of that has to be bundled up, but I didn't know that as a young parent, I was one of those purists thinking, you know, we must have like dedicated, you know, time to, to sit down and talk. And the other thing, Trish, when you talked about mindset, it made me think of something one of my Navy SEAL friends told me to do. He's like, Sam, every time you tell yourself you don't have time, you're right. 
Yeah. So if you just start telling yourself, he's like, change that from your vocabulary. And I think it's been years since I've said, I don't have time. I say, I have time. I have all the time in the world to get my things done. Because what that does is it calms us down as a parent. And we're less frazzled, we're less apt to lose our keys and run around and, you know, and buying some things that help you as a parent. Like for me, I bought an Apple watch, not because I'm a big Apple anything, but it has a button on it that it will ping my phone. And one of the (laughs) chief things I do is leave my phone in the laundry room. One time I found it in the cabinet where the pantry is like, you know, I'm doing something. I put my phone down. I got the rice, put it in the cooker, ran around. And, you know, it took me a whole day to find my phone and how much lost time that was. So when one of the kids told me, you know, I I love, I'm just going to stop you for a second there, because I bet there are a lot of people right now that are laughing because they're like, I've done that. Right. I, I think all at, at one point or another, all moms have left key things in ridiculous places because, you know, we have a lot on our plate. There's a lot to do. So I love that you're sharing, you know, and I left my phone in the pantry. It took me all day to find it. I mean, yeah. you know, I've, I've done that before. I've also left my, my phone in the laundry room under some folded laundry and couldn't find it for all day. So yeah. I'm going to have to look into getting an Apple watch. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, or find some system, you know, that works for you because I lose my keys too. And I just ordered, and again, Apple has not sponsored this show, but I, I ordered those Apple tags that you can find on your phone. They're like, four for $99. And I know that's expensive, but I'm putting one on each set of car keys so that the battery lasts for a year. It just uses a regular battery from the, from the store. So you can swap them out. You don't have to charge them. They last a year and you look on your phone and it can find your keys within five feet. Well, for most of us that leave keys in the garage, out by the pool, you know, anywhere they end up, at least if I only have to search a five foot radius or a one foot radius, if you have like an iPhone 11 or greater, that's worth it for me. Well, and it's funny because it's kind of like that game we used to play with our kids or the kids play, you know, where you hide something or whatever. And you say, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the, <laughs> it's kind of the electronic version of you're getting warmer. Cause you're like, Oh, Oh, I see it here. I'm somewhere within five feet. It's right around me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, and I find too, like when I made my essential list, like I know the pool towels have to be washed, like at least, you know, once a month, (laughs) I'm not even saying once a week, you know, but I find that when I bundle up my, my chores, like I can do, I can spray the inside of the oven and put towels in, like I can bundle two or three things at a time and then sit down and do my work. Cause the laundry machine is doing the work. The dishwasher's doing the work. The, right. the oven's doing the work. And that's why I bought a, um, and I'm just saying, this is like real life parenting. I bought right. an Instapot. I bought a air fryer and I have a microwave. And those are really Monday through Friday, what get me through the day, because I can throw the rice in, put the air fryer in, put the vegetables in the microwave. None of those devices need to be monitored, like standing at the stove stirring. Right. And so I can I can put dinner in quickly like that and push the buttons and then literally go collect a bunch of laundry and push another button like I'm into pushing buttons these days, Trish, because that means the machines are doing the job while I can do something else. Well, and also we've had a, a show before on 
how important it is to slow down so we can speed up. And all of the things you're talking about are slowing down enough to figure out what's going to help you so that you can speed up so that you have the things that are going to help you. If you don't have the money to buy all the fancy stuff like Instapot and, you know, all the things that you were talking about, just preparing things ahead of time. Like for us, we just carved out a certain amount of our Sunday after church, we would spend time preparing food and, you know, just getting ready for the week so that the kids could make their own lunches because they were already cut up. Um, there are already hard boiled eggs in the fridge and there were already cut up vegetables and, you know, various healthy things. And they not only learned about nutrition, but they also learned how to be, you know, autonomous, how to do some things on their own. I mean, I can't even tell you, my kids tell me all the time too. They say, mom, I have so many friends who like, don't know how to do a lot of these things because, you know, their parents did all that stuff. I think part of it too, is it takes us more time sometimes to teach our kids to help us and, you know, and to do some things for themselves. And so we don't do that. And then they don't have those skills when they grow up and they have to figure it out. My kids called it adulting. I mean, even they had some quote unquote adulting to figure out because they had to figure out how to pay their own bills and, you know, just a lot of other things. There are enough things for kids to have to learn as adults you know, besides doing laundry and how to make their lunches and, and how to contribute to, you know, housekeeping and just all of those things. So if we spend the time to teach our kids, so we slow down a little bit to spend the time to teach them and then speed up, it not only helps them develop autonomy, but it also helps us get things done in the house. And the really cool thing about that is that it, it helps in so many different ways that there's brain development things that go on in their brains for becoming autonomous. Really, our jobs are to work ourselves out of a job. And summer is the perfect time or, you know, just any time is a perfect time to do these things. But really, right now, with summer happening and kids having some time off, this is a great time to do some of that slowing down to show them how to do things and then prepare them mentally. Okay, so when school starts, won't it be great? You're gonna to get to make your own lunch and this is how we're gonna do it. And, and you can even have the kids help you prepare food. Like we had our kids help us prepare food, like big things of grapes. We'd wash the grapes and cut them into smaller pieces and then store them in the fridge so that they could just grab them and throw them in their lunch. For And we had these little containers that we used over and over again. And you know, and they got into a routine. It was a routine and they're still doing those things as adults. Sure. So they're in their twenties, they're healthy. They don't get sick very often. They man they can manage a household. They have good careers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's just that. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because all the things you were talking about for your organization, you had to slow down to speed up. You had to plan it. Right. And, and me, I had a terrible system. time learning like that lesson. Yeah. You have to have a system. If you don't have a system, everything falls apart. And I did a whole show one time, Trish, on the refrigerator because the refrigerator <laughs> is a big part of the family system. Yes. And she gave one great tip that I'd like to share with our listeners. Measure the inside of your refrigerator from wall to wall and then divide by three. 
and you'll know approximately what width containers you need to buy if you buy reusable containers. Because everybody buys those sets with rounds and squares and you know rectangles and all these different sizes. But the reality is, if you look at the modular systems that are out there, you can fit like three large boxes, you know, you can have six small or, you know, and if you if you know the inside of your refrigerator, you don't have like plastic bags hanging on each other. And yes, it might take a little bit of money and a little bit of time, but you can go to TJ Maxx and Walmart and pick these things up on sale, but measure the sizes so that they fit properly in your refrigerator. And I did that. It took me like two months because at the time I did the show, I didn't have a lot of money. So I would pick up one for a dollar here or at the dollar store, but I would go in with the specific sizes in mind. So now they're all sized the same. They stack on top of each other. They're small, medium, and large, four small, two halves or one large. And I can get everything in my fridge and the kids can put it back with it out being a nightmare. Right. Well, and what a great project to involve your kids in. If they're probably eight years old or older, they can help you put all that stuff together. They can, you know, you can just be out shopping and they can, you know, and you, and they can say to you, Hey mom, I'm going to go check out the containers they have in this store and see if they have the sizes we need. I mean, have them help measure the inside of the refrigerator because how kids do best at math is when they use it in their lives. So they see the reason for it, the importance of it. Right. You'll see and, a whole, a half and a quarter, right? A whole, a half and a quarter and a third. Cause you were talking about thirds yeah. as well. Yeah. Three and, I mean, just all those real life experiences and for them to have a project like that to do with you, that doesn't, that actually saves you time instead of taking more time I mean, just what a gift for everyone. And sometimes I think we think, oh my gosh, that would be such a pain, but it's, it's fun when you actually take the time to slow down a little bit. It was a pain at the time. It was a pain at the time because I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend money on containers, which I'm like, you know, I could use money for something else. Then it took me a while to get the hang of it. Like there was a learning curve. And then sometimes I do have to wash a half container and put it in a quarter container, you know, because there's empty space in there. But after about, I would say about maybe a week to 10 days, all of a sudden it was like, the magic refrigerator fairy came, Trish, and <laughs> we got it. Like the kids no longer put a whole container away with just one little, you know, serving in there. You know, they dumped it into a smaller container and threw the container in the sink. And we got in the habit on Sundays of cleaning out the fridge and then all the containers could go in the dishwasher, get a good wash, and we start again. And once, that's why I said everything needs a system. And most systems in the beginning are a little bit of a pain to learn yeah. to use the Instapot. You know, I got one for Christmas. I don't have all this extra money lying around. And my son bought a, a air fryer for his 17th birthday. That was what he wanted. Because he's <laughs> like, I want to be able to heat my French fries up. I want to be able to heat my pizza rolls and my chicken wings, all these things. So that's what he got for his birthday. So even though they were unusual gifts in our household, they made it easier, but there was a frustration bump learning curve you have to get through. 
Right. And, and that's all, you know, there has to be a little bit of patience going on because again, that's part of slowing down to speed Mm -hmm. up, you know, saying to yourself, okay, this is harder in the beginning because it's not what I'm used to. But if I just am a little bit patient and I do this for a little bit, it's going to make my life so much easier. Just, I mean, I find that with a, with a brain stages, parent empowerment journey, it's a, it's a six week parenting course that's reboot, relate and reset routines. You know, it pretty much gives parents what they need to raise successful kids in today's crazy world. Yeah. And, but I will have parents tell me, oh, I just don't have time. And I'm like, you don't have time not to, because it's just a small amount of slowing down. So you can speed up. It's a small amount of system it's of communication. Forever. It's temporary. Like that's the thing. It's temporary. When people say, I don't have time and it's like business people get it. They understand that planning. And this is something that I've taught for years. Planning can save you up to 80% of your time. Isn't that true? Because if you take five minutes to plan, you're not running around. Like when we do our Saturday cleanups, we have a thing in our house at Saturday cleanups. And I tell the kids, you need to give me two hours. So that means we have eight hours of labor and we make a long list. And then I divide it up and I hand it to each kid. But before I do that, I have to sit down, Trish, and take 10 minutes Sometimes I take my list, I walk around the house, the laundry floor needs to be things, the dryer vent needs to be vacuumed out, you know, all the things that need to be done. That's 15 minutes of my time that I could be doing something else. Right. But what it means then is when I get the the list done on the kitchen table and there's one for grandpa, one for Zach, one for Max, one for mom, everything's all lined out. The kids can grab their list and go. So that 15 minutes of prep time, that 15 minutes of prep time means also that while I'm prepping, I can look and see, do we have gender in the drum? Do we have Lysol bathroom cleaner? Do we have all the tools we need? Because there's nothing worse when everybody's cleaning, the kids coming to you every five minutes, mom, there's no paper towels, mom, I can't find the toilet brush, mom, I can't, it defeats the whole purpose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're wasting time, nobody can get anything done. So that, that prep time is key. Prep for your project at work, prep for your cleaning project at home. Or your cooking project, or even time with your kids to do something fun. I mean, I... I think we get so involved in what's going on in our lives and whatever that we don't really have time to do fun things with our kids. So that's why I was saying when you were doing other things, you know, be a little intentional about having some fun sometimes, Yeah, (laughs) you know, having some humor and having some fun and, you know, without using sarcasm, I always want to bring that up because kids don't process sarcasm well, even when we think they do. They don't because it's part of brain development. <laughs> well, and right? you know what? I, honestly, sarcasm has no. I had. I was married to a really sarcastic person, and all that did. I don't care about brain development, Trish. I know you do, but I'm a 35, 45, 50 year old woman, and sarcasm hurts my feelings. I don't care who you are. Like, yes, kids can't process it, but you know what? On adults, it hurts feelings. So, how about let's leave sarcasm out of our home. And, and just like use humor, humor, either being silly or a play on words, just some kind of surprise. I mean, my, my husband has, you know, the dad puns and my husband has a million of them because my kids got such a kick out of his ridiculous 
ridiculously silly and sometimes lame dad, dad puns, <laughs> but they were, you know, but it was just humor and lightness and whatever. And I think a lot of time management is just kind of having humor and lightness and how we feel about it, that, that shift in mentality. Okay. I'm going to plan these things. I'm going to block time. I'm going to just make a decision on when I'm going to do things. And if things don't work out exactly like, like I thought, cause somebody skinned their knee or whatever, then I just celebrate whatever win, whatever I did get done. And I think that's true with goals too. Like a lot of times moms will say, Oh, I've always wanted to do this or that, but I just, I don't have time and what's going on with my family. If you have something that you really want to do, if you spend that short amount of time, you know, and plant, have people help you for like, we used to, um, my husband and I went on a date once a week and people are like, how do you have time to do that? And we don't have money for a babysitter. Well, we found another couple. We were intentional about finding another couple and we traded time. So we would watch their kids sometimes and they would watch our kids so that we had, we each had a date once a week because it made our relationship better and the whole atmosphere of the house better. Um, or ha having people, you know, sit down with your partner and say what, you know, if you have a partner and say, you know, okay, what are you going to do versus what I'm going to do? Because otherwise, if we don't plan it, then two, some things get done twice and other things don't get done at all. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and in your family, you do it with your kids and your dad. It's like, okay, here are all the things that need to be done. We have to divide and decide who's doing what, because some things will get done twice and other things not at all. And then we're going to be in trouble, right? So it's just so much of it is a shift in mentality of having the, having the idea that I really can do all of these things. There really, well, there really is enough time. Can't to how, like, you know, this is another thing that I think is really important when people say, I don't have time. I can't all those negative things switching to how can you make this happen? And honestly, try it today. If you're wondering how to juggle all this stuff, then instead of going, I can't do this. Cause every time you say you can't, you're right. Right. If you, will quit, if you think you, you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Exactly. So my husband the whole remembers point, who that was that said that, but there, that's actually a favorite, uh, famous saying, I'll yeah, have to look it up. Thing. But so if you, if you walk into the kitchen and go, Oh, I can't deal with this today. Okay, fine. So you walk out and you go do something else. Cause you can't deal with it. If you walk in and go, okay, how can I get this done while I'm doing this? Now you've switched your brain from shut off to problem solving mode. And I can tell you sometimes the best problem solving mode for a parent, if you're wondering if you're feeling overwhelmed, I know it sounds ridiculous, Trish, but set your phone for 30 minutes and lay down and take a nap. Yeah. Because when you get up, like I'm like a house on fire when I wake up from a little, little 20, 30 minute nap. Like I lay on the couch, I cover my eyes usually with some laundry, like a t-shirt and I <laughs> set my phone because I'll end up sleeping the afternoon away because I'm always in a constant state of tired uh, as most parents with young kids are. Take that nap because when you get up, you will be more energized. You'll, you'll be able to think clearly, but when you get into that overwhelm, just go ahead and shut down for a little bit and watch how much you can get done. That I, and I'm so glad you brought that up. And I'm so glad you brought up the timer 
I can't believe how many things I do with the timer. I get so much more done. And now most of us have these little, you know, computers in our pockets or nearby because we call them phones. They only have a phone function, right? I mean, they, they, they're pretty much computers. Right. Well, they are. <laughs> and, and to have a little timer right at our, at our fingertips, you can time a nap. You can time when you want to work on your to-dos and say, okay, right. I only have this amount of time. I'm going to get done whatever I can get done in this time. Set the timer. Bing, bing, bing. It goes off. However, whatever sound you have on your phone and you go do the next thing, but you feel good about, okay, I worked on that today. Yeah, I can do this, you know, and you can do a 15 minute clean. Like I do this a lot. I'm like, I have so much to do today and how am I going to get it all done? The first thing I do is I set my phone for 15 minute timer. And then I say, okay, I'm going to work 15 minutes on my bedroom and bathroom and I'm cleaning and washing and going and putting stuff away. And then the timer goes off and I'm like, okay, now I have to go into my office and do my work. It's amazing how much you can get done on a 15 minute clean or what can happen if it's like on a weekend, once I get my 15 minutes under my belt, I'm on a roll now and I right. clean these things up. But if you asked me to get up off the couch or get up from the kitchen table and clean the kitchen, I'd go, oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, the timer just to say, okay, I'm going to do, I just think it's a mental magic thing for so many things because anything we don't want to do that we're dreading to set the timer and it doesn't even have to be cleaning or what it could be you know calling somebody sometimes I dread talking to certain people because I love them dearly but you know they I just know it's going to be such a long conversation so I set the timer and I say okay I have 15 minutes when this comes up I love you I want to talk to you longer but I have 15 minutes Right. So I've set the timer when it goes off, I've got to go. And usually people are good with that because they yeah. would rather talk to me than not talk to me. Right. And, and so anything that I want to do, if I set the timer for 15 minutes, I'm amazed at what I can get done. Yeah. It's, and I feel like you're just so much more efficient if you just set it for a specific amount of time. And I don't know why 15 minutes seems to be pretty it's like magical. A magic number. Cause like yeah. if I have a gabber, you know, like a relative, like I have a lot of older relatives and I do like to talk to them and touch base with them, but I don't have an hour to give to each one of them. So right. I always call them 15 minutes at the top of the hour. And so at 945, I pick up the phone. Hi, Aunt Ruth. How are you? I'm just giving you a quick call because I have a 10 o'clock meeting, you know, or I have a 10 o'clock pickup of the kids. So if you start calling people at the top of the hour, people will get like, oh, my gosh, it's 10 o'clock. You guys, I got to go. That cuts off the time wasters. Like, and I know I love my aunts and my uncles, but I don't have all day to listen to them talk about the nursing home buffet, but I can't right. gift them. <laughs> the home buffet. Right. I can <laughs> gift them 15 minutes of love and attention, but putting it like putting these guardrails up, these boundaries that start to protect our time. That's what you're talking about with the timer. It's setting up a boundary, a guardrail. You know, what does a guardrail do? It keeps us from going off the road, right? We don't want to drive off the road. So if we put these little guardrails in place, like using your timer, a 15-minute cleanup, or calling somebody at the top of the hour, knowing that in 15 minutes, you've got to go. Now you're starting to manage your time rather letting your time run away with you. Right. Well, and the other thing, you can do that with your children too. Okay, 
you know, they'll, they'll say, mom, I want to play with you. I mean, sometimes my kids would say, mom, I want to play with you. And I'd say, okay, I have 15 minutes. You go set the timer and let's play whatever you want for 15 minutes. And they, and, and they feel empowered because they not only get time with you, but they get to spend the timer. And then there's the expectation. So they know it, it also, the timer also works with homework. I mean, time management, when kids don't want to do something, you say, okay, just, and, and you may have a child who has attention issues or whatever. So start with five minutes or 10 minutes, but the timer is a super helpful thing, even for kids to learn to manage their time too. And if we show them how to slow down and plan so that they can speed up and be more efficient and feel better about what they're doing, because it's all about our attitude and how we feel about what we're doing, because we're going to be better parents if we feel better about what we're doing. They're going to be more successful kids if they feel good about what's going on. And we are the pilots of our home airplane, right? If, if we're crashing, they're crashing. Right. And so, I want to talk about feelings just for a second. I know we're coming up to the top of the hour, you know, for our show, but feelings and emotions are tied to time. Yes. So, you know, Einstein said time is relative. You know, we've got this idea and anybody who has ever had to take a test and looks at the clock and the, the clock seems to be going really fast because they're nervous and anxious with the, with the test, you know, the test is going to be over at 10 o'clock and it's nine 45 and I still have 15 questions to answer. Okay. Now juxtapose that to the last day of school. It's one o'clock. It's two o'clock. Oh my God. It feels forever to get to three fifteen when the school lets out in the last day of school. Time seems to stretch forever. So understanding the connection between our emotions and time also give us a clue into what's happening. So if we're going, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I'm running out of time. Our emotions are fueling that belief. Yes. So we do need to calm ourselves down because I can't tell you how many coaching sessions I've done with people who spend 20 minutes of the hour coaching call telling me how much time they don't have. And in the time they took to tell me all the things they're doing all the time that they don't have, they could have had all these things done. And so Understanding there's a a tie-in to our emotions with the perception of time. We either have enough or we don't have enough is all perceived on what our belief system is. So that's for another show. But I think it's really important just at least to plant the seed of how our emotions relate to the perception of time. Because 15 minutes when you're upset, 15 minutes when you're tired, 15 minutes when you're having a good time are three completely different experiences happening in that same 15 minutes. So there's my aha for the, for the end of today's show. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That, that kind of just tied it all together. Cause it's so much about, you know, the brain stuff. It's so much about, we get stuck in our emotion centers and our, in our limbic system so often, and we're out of the prefrontal cortex. We can't think when we're in that emotion state, which means it takes all our time away from it. It's a total time suck, but because we can't get anything really done when we're in that emotional state, or even if we do, it's not quality. Or so we're if we can get out of that, and into, 
Right. If we can get out of that and into the prefrontal cortex for thinking, which, you know, do some deep breathing, take a little nap, take a few minutes to plan what you're going to do when and use a timer. So you just know it's going to get done. So it just shifts your brain from the emotion centers to the thinking centers. And it's just like, (sighs) right. Calm everything down. So how can people find more about you? Just go to thebrainstages.com. In fact, if you want to do more of the problem-solving stuff we've been talking about with your kids, I have a course that's regular $19 or whatever. Anyway, there's a code that comes down. um, A a blue bar will come down and you can get the course for free right now with the code. So, And if you're listening to this show, you know, six months, a year later, and you want to have advantage of that, just go ahead and use the email on Trisha's site to let her know you listened to this podcast and you would like that code. If it's Yeah, and, and, and you can still get it for free anytime. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We are going to say goodbye for now and happy parenting and really think about that thing about 15 minutes, what 15 minutes feels like when you're angry, when you're having a good time or when you're bored. It's really, really a cool thing to do with your brain. We'll be back again next week. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.